Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, quote the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Mr. Davis and I'm joined by that jam that jambroni, Luke Warm Luke Owen. I thought that was a good thing now. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm testing it out because sometimes I like to call you a jambroni. Other times I like referring to my fans as jambronies. It's it's settling. I think it's mm. settling soon. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Let's get into the show itself. Also, by the way, hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis, you big dick. But uh, let's talk about Raw because there was a... Uh, here's a shocker for you. The, the Raw script was rewritten a lot and a big angle was scrapped. And I think I know what was changed. Mm. Here is the show. seems as always there was a big rewrite to raw on the day of the show and we had some segments dropped it appears that the fiend was likely going to get involved in something they're building some big stuff really for next week's go home show of survivor series it's almost like that go home show before survivor series is a sort of mini tv pay-per-view for raw because Raw doesn't have a proper pay-per-view until TLC. All of those feuds are going to cross over with SmackDown. Uh, what we got was Drew McIntyre and the New Day fighting Randy Orton and Miz and Morrison in a six-man tag in the main event. It was set up in the opening segment of the show, which was a Miz TV. And Randy Orton didn't tag in. He didn't want, to, didn't want Miz to be able to cash in the money in the bank on him. And then he walked off and drew Claymore Morrison on one in the main event. But we think something else was going to happen. Yeah. So uh, in the afternoon, WWE <laughs> advertised uh, that there was going to be a moment of bliss with Drew McIntyre on the show. And both Drew and Alexa Bliss retweeted this, essentially inferring that The Fiend was going to be on the show. So it, not I mean, WWE did not directly advertise that The Fiend was going to be on the show, but it was very much 
because the fiend wasn't here at all there was no firefly funhouse there was no bray wyatt on this show whatsoever but i reckon that he was probably in some drafts of this episode uh this is from T uh, pw insider that said removed from wwe's official preview is a moment of bliss with drew mcintyre pw insider is told the segment was a victim of rewrites causing it to be removed the segment was instead of as we just said was changed to a Miz tv segment with the new day instead to kind of set up Miz and morrison in the tag division i think is what so Miz was saying in the opening promo to lead into the six man at the end my theory is the, the moment of bliss segment with Drew is where he was going to announce that it's him versus Randy for the title next week, as opposed to it just being Adam Pierce walking up to Randy Orton and being like, by the way, you're facing Drew McIntyre for the title next week. By the way, I have no authority <clears throat> here on this show. There are no general managers anymore. But you're having a title match next week. And Randy Orton's like, no, oh, I hate you, Adam Pierce. Don't know why you're just the messenger. There's no, mm, there, yes. again, you hold no actual authority here. They don't yeah. exist. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, the, the segment was scrapped. And instead, what we got were, was what we got on the show. And, but it's, it's kind of a shame that we didn't get The Fiend here because I actually kind of missed The Fiend's presence. And after they posted such a low number last week, uh, particularly in that third hour that really died of death, you'd have thought that maybe they would have tried to have done something with The Fiend, who is, you know, to proven to be a bit of a ratings draw for them. Well, it's just such a limp way to announce that this WWE Championship match is taking place. That's a really big deal. This is Randy Orton's sort of first title defense. It's his, it's his first defense, yeah. Yeah, since winning it at um, Helena Cell Helena against Drew McIntyre. And I thought that I'm really actually enjoying the Randy Orton, I'm being attacked from all sides story. It's one of those stories that aligns perfectly with his character. He hears voices in his heads. He's the, he's the guy who shouts from out of nowhere. And all of a sudden he finds himself in a four-way feud, really. You've got Miz, who can attack from out of nowhere with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Drew McIntyre with his Claymore finisher. And The Fiend, who likes to turn off all the lights. So I really, really like that. And I thought they dealt with it competently throughout this show. Randy's performance in particular, going up against Miz in the opening segment here and saying, like, he turned his back on Miz and was like, just cash it in. Cash it in mm. now. I'll, I'll beat you and we can just get it over with. Like, he's really at the yeah. end of his tether. And then in the main event, too, like, Randy was looking at Miz all the time. He wouldn't tag him. I liked all that. But, yeah, it, it would be considerably more effective if you had drew make that challenge to randy that like it's yeah. the, the the closing visual of drew looking up the ramp at randy who had just walked off from the main event was was fine you know that's a that is a a cliffhanger i guess but for the first wwe championship title defense which is really a pay-per-view light match like yeah you this this deserves to happen on a moment of bliss with the spectre of the fiend looming in, in the background, particularly if like you've got to imagine the fiend will in some way involve himself in next, in next week's, week's match. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to call myself Mark Stradamus uh, for for guessing this because I think a lot of people kind of figured that we were going to get Drew versus Randy happen on TV before Survivor Series because. WWE likes to do that. They like to do that effective tease. And you know what? And oftentimes they've switched the title because um, AJ beat Jinder 
before Survivor Series. Daniel Bryan beat AJ just before Survivor Series. So there is almost like every chance they might have, you know, they're, they're sort of setting this up to make you think next week, if you mm. tune in to watch next week, Drew McIntyre could win back the WWE Championship and it will be him versus Roman at Survivor Series instead of Randy versus Roman. And I'll be honest, I'm kind of hoping that Drew does. I'm invested in Drew as a babyface. I want to see him win the title. And also I'm way more into seeing him versus Roman than I am Randy Orton versus Roman. Oh, I don't mind either. I think you can save that when they're both on the same brand. Um, but yeah, heel versus heel, typically not the most engaging dynamic. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Lockdown has been hard on lots of people, but it's also been tough on... Tough on... Well, you know... My big hairy balls, Luke! Yes, yes, your your big hairy balls, Ollie. So let's thank today's sponsor, Manscaped, for providing the best materials to give you the best manscaping experience possible. This could be the greatest ball shaving of all time. Hygiene is super important in this, the new now. And the perfect package essentials kit by Manscaped comes with everything you need. High performance USB rechargeable body trimmers with its advanced skin safe technology, which is far more impressive than WWE's AR nonsense at their pay-per-views it's not just your big hairy balls that need sorting out you also need to look at your big your big hairy nails or your i guess your long hairy nails or you know your big your big long nails along with the perfect package kit you should also order the shears 2.0 a newly improved luxury four-piece nail kit with stainless steel slashed tipped tweezers round point scissors fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Enroll in the Peak Hygiene Plan for quarterly replenishments of your favourite products and get 20% off your order using the code WTTV. 
There's even free international shipping to the US, Canada, Australia, and old blighty United Kingdom. So get 20% off your order at manscaped.com using the promo code WTTB. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. With the code WTTV for 20% off your order, your neat and tidy balls. Well, thank you. Let's see what you guys think on the sir, 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 Super Chats. Get your Super Chats in. We will answer every single one of them before the end of the show. Bo Hill says, Last week, Rambling Rabbit appeared in an Orton segment. This week, Mercy in a Drew segment. Thoughts on where this goes? Fiend was coming he? to both of them? What? Did I miss that? Did I miss it? Because there was a backstage segment with Drew and Seamus. Was Mercy the Buzzard in that segment? Did I totally miss it? Maybe. I huh. don't know. Oh. Yes, behind them, producer Rich says. Thank you, Rich. Is it real? Thank you very much. Ah. I totally missed that. Well spotted, everyone else, bar us. <clears throat> well, that's uh, that's cool. I would say that is quite a lot more subtle than Hangman mm. Page standing in full view of the post FTR Young Bucks match. Sean <laughs> Ross <laughs> missing it, missing it like an amateur. Um, but yeah, that, is this I, your way of trash talking him ahead of Quizzlemania with the six hack challenge? No, I'm I'm a, I'm a six pack man. I'm not a six pack. Uh, Bacon Rasher on Raw in general. Hi lads, I thought Raw was decent, but it must have been bad as I like the retribution bits. Very good promo and match. It was Ali versus Ricochet after all. Full gear followed by an actually okay Raw. Jam that jam. Yeah, that was uh, Louis Dangor's review of it this morning in our morning meeting was like, yep, all you need to know about Raw is Retribution was the best bit. Mm. And I think by what he means by that is that Ali versus Ricochet was was the best bit of the show. It's a misleading benchmark because mm -hmm. Retribution, yeah, you're right. Ali was pretty good uh, versus Ricochet. Dustin Pylon, so close to the start of that Tucker three-week push I predicted after Hell in a Cell. At least the bit with Tucker and Drew trading pins genuinely made me laugh. I was going to say, Dustin, I think you were totally, you were way off with three weeks because like he just, he lost to Ricochet off the bat, like in seconds last week. He, the, the kid's a joke now. Uh, Reese Johnson, afternoon after amazing show at the weekend. We're back to a half watchable show at best. I'm sure that your review will be better than Raw as usual. LOL. Yeah, so I mean, I, I I'm sort of of the opinion. I think Raw is fine at the moment. It's 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 okay. I think I'm I'm down on Raw because I hate Survivor Series. I hate what WWE has made Survivor Series become. This sort of pointless brand warfare that literally I to the I say no one cares about it, to the point that WWE themselves don't care about it. So yeah, I, I'm so I'm not particularly into all the Survivor Series stuff. I'm really enjoying it. We'll talk about oh. that in the full play by play. Uh, William Buner, it was mentioned on commentary that the moment of bliss was going to happen before the Alexa Nikki dialogue. Hashtag no thank you. Oh, I missed that. So commentary even brought it up as well. So mm. it was clearly scrapped very late. Yeah, maybe even as the show was on air, maybe. Mm. That, well, uh, like, that's, we've seen that before on, the, on yeah. Raw as well. Bo Hill again. Vince's three-week push is like a toddler with a new toy. Plays with it for a little while and then immediately moves on to something else. Uh, yeah, 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 pretty much. But as we're seeing at the moment, three weeks is way too long. Way too yeah. long. But 
It's only two weeks now until Survivor Series. Next week is the go-home show to Survivor Series. I don't know how that's come around so fast. But... Well, I mean, it's, it's the one night of the year where you and I go head-to-head -head in direct competition for the championship. It's, ne it it's never happened before. It's the one night of the year. It is Survivor Jams. We need a mm. big thunder effect every time I say <laughs> Survivor. I could be uh, Stanley Tushy's character from Hunger Games. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the big grin. Ah, the, the Survivor Jams. That was more Jules I'm so, Holland. I'm so upset we haven't gone with Jam Iver series. It's, uh, it, it rolls <sighs> off the tongue. It doesn't. Um, so there at Survivor Jams, it's going to be the All Authority taking on lukewarm Luke Owen's team, whoever he can find for the championship. Obviously, it's me, it's Chopper Pete Cornell, and here to announce who else is joining the All Authority. It's my man, Laurie Blake, El Fakador. <laughs> what, what do you mean, joining the All Authority? Are you joining the All Authority? I'm staying out of this, mate. I don't... You don't have to stay out of this. You I'd can stay join... up full gear the other night. I don't want to stay up for Survivor Series as well and take part in this nonsense. You can come join the team Team Lukewarm. We got a, we're off. having a lovely little time over here, mate. It'll be fine. We can crush this dick. I'm having a wonderful time at my Prince concert that I'm currently at. So just <laughs> leave me out of this, frankly. like the, My days of messing with the WrestleTalk stuff, they're past me. I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm settling down. I've just moved house. I've moved out of London. I've moved to blooming Manchester. I'm just trying to settle down, unpack my boxes in peace. Leave me out of this. So what are you are... saying? Are you, are you not joining any team? Just gonna just gonna stay out the whole thing, I think. But but you're but you're Alfagador. You you you're part of the crew, man. You've got to join one of the teams. The, the just... fate of the the fate of the championship is in the balance. We need to get yeah. rid of lukewarm. Oh, hold I, on. I just this is a lot of pressure to be under, and I've got a lot on. And I just this is this is like too much. This is these this too many things now. Just piling it on with this constant bickering, and now now there's teams, and now everyone has to be involved. You two, you're the children. Well, well, I mean, would children fight over such a prestigious belt like the championship, head to head in direct competition? One a belt covered in jam, children. Yes, of course they would. Yeah, that's actually that sticky like fingered Aaron. little rascals. They are. That's quite fair, to be fair. Well, okay. before, oh, I, I don't know what else to say. I thought I thought we had an understanding, but you're yeah, abstaining. Thought, I mean, you're definitely yeah. not going to be part of a Survivor Jams team. That's it. Do you want to? talk about the, the big cool show you're working on for this this saturday yeah i'm working on explained that's why i'm <gasps> one of the reasons i'm too busy explained is coming back over on parts fun known please become a patron of parts phone you get it early you get it on thursday but saturday if you're a regular punter you have a new episode of explained on blading mm, i've spoken to some uh medical professionals to find out why it's not a good idea and whether or not it has a place in modern wrestling. So please do watch it. Please do continue the discussion in the comments down below afterwards as well, because it'd be very interesting to hear your thoughts on the matter. Because as far as I can tell, everyone's in two minds about the whole thing of like, it's a really bad idea, but it does make for some good TV sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, the telly. Think about That's the telly. Wrestling. That's that is wrestling. wrestling. It's a really bad idea. You yeah. shouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. But... but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, I So I'm better than all the Patreons. So I actually read the script yesterday. And I've got to, I've got to say, look, you, you haven't read it, Luke. There's I'm one not. bit at the end where I'm like, I never 
thought of that. That's completely changed the way I look at blading now. What an interesting... Okay, I'm, not, I'm looking not, forward to seeing this then. Not like a secret technique, but just sort of a, a reading how blading ties into the business and the tradition of wrestling overall. Yeah, looking forward to it. But mm. I, I guess... Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I've actually got. I've own... actually got to get back to the editing now. So I guess uh... your own man. So yeah, I mean, it's it's cool, dude. Um, maybe I'll see you at D &D no, no, later. I respect you. If that's what you want to do, you can, guys, you know, crack on. Hope you get. Yeah. Hope you fill your team, Luke. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I've got other. Mr. Davis, no, I hope you find that last member. You know. Yeah. You, well, I, mean, I, I, I've got loads of people. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Job so. JJ here saying, well, at least he won't pick Nuggets because he's buried Mr. Davis twice. Nuggets. Cool. Yeah. See you later, Laurie. Yeah, bye. anyway, see bye you later. Laurie. Have fun on the podcast. Bye. Bye, bye, bye mate. Bye, mate. Nope, nope. Yep, there he goes. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we will be doing our live yeah. re uh, live predictions next Wednesday at 3 p.m. to, to fully chat, to fully put all of the Survivor Jam stuff on the line. And um, on, 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 a on the AEW podcast, I'm going to announce... The third man. <gasps> what? Because that was always the plan. I wasn't. I wasn't holding out for Laurie. <laughs> okay. Uh, bear, bear with me. I'm not. I'm not sending any messages. Hold on. Who? Sounds like you're. Either you're. You're <clears throat> writing messages, or borrowers are running across your tabletop. It's the latter. So this episode of Raw started off with the Miz TV segment that we've already uh, talked about. And then, uh, then it had Tom Phillips saying, this is the final appearance of The Undertaker. I got a press release yesterday from BT Sport saying, hey, it's going to be The Undertaker says goodbye to WWE at this year's Survivor Series. I was like, what? <laughs> no, he's not. It's like, look at all of this content. Look at all the shows that are going on to celebrate the career of The Undertaker before Survivor Series on the 22nd or 23rd, whenever it is. Like, he's not going anywhere. You're going to do the same thing next year. You reckon? You reckon this oh, they'll, they'll yeah. just keep repeating this? Even though they are doing like 12 different documentaries on him at the moment. It'll get replayed. They'll have a few <laughs> new little bits of interview footage in. Yeah. It'll be the sixth part of the last ride. You know, what happened in the year after he stepped away from the ring, saving yeah. tigers and whatnot. <clears throat> um, I also enjoyed Byron Saxton announcing that the Asuka versus Nia Jax match could be a WrestleMania main event, which apparently, according to Sean Rossap, was a, wasn't ad libbed. It was a scripted line that was given oh, to Byron Saxton to say. <laughs> Poor Byron. Um, so the first match of the night, I. What was was pretty short, and when mm -hmm. it started, I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> this is everything I didn't want to happen." Because Elias comes out, he does his spiel, he starts to play a song, and he's like, "I'm gonna play a song now," waiting to be interrupted. And no one does, and he starts to play a song. Jeff Hardy comes out, and like, "Oh god damn it, we're having this match again." Jeff Hardy been in clean last week, but then out came Matt Riddle. <clears throat> It was a last chance triple threat Survivor Series match. So the winner would be the last person on Team Raw for Survivor Series. And 
you know, it was pretty action-packed. Only went about five, six minutes, but it was just move, 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 move. And the person who hit the most and the best moves was Matt Riddle. So Matt Riddle got his first win on Raw. Yeah, it's interesting isn't it? because this match features two people that uh, has been, have both been reported as Vince's very high on backstage and a, and a set for big pushes. You know, that, that the report on Elias, I think was it inside the ropes that said they they saw him as main events like talent. He was going to be a future yeah. main eventer. And Matt Riddle is or Riddle, I suppose we should just say that he's lost the, the Matt's part because mm. um, it's ironic. He's like a riddle. He's hard to work out. Um and yeah, Riddle is, is the first time and he got a win on Raw. And not only that, he won twice uh, mm. tonight on, on Raw. So it feels like there's actually something possibly in the line. Like he was put over so strong in this match, put over massively strong in the uh, the tag match that came up later. I, I, I think all four of them were put over very, very strong in that. But if I can be Captain Nitpick here and talk You're about my what... Captain Nitpick. <laughs> and to kind of like, I think put a pin in why I couldn't care much less about Survivor Series and this 5-on-5 elimination match that's coming up is that Keith Lee is the only member of this team that was on Raw last month. The other four members of this team are SmackDown guys. Sorry, I think I've... Have I left Spotify on? Because I think I've got a a song on repeat. Yeah, I know what you mean. I agree with you. But sometimes I think this Team Raw Men's Survivor Series thing is so fun and mainly led by AJ. Like AJ is the comedic over-the-top glue that is holding all of this together. And, you know, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, I fully expect them to get eliminated first. But until that happens, I'm full of hope and expectation. And I'm... I'm, I've got, honestly, I'm getting a kick out of this. So Matt Riddle wins, and then backstage, uh, Sheamus like squares up to was it a- AJ back? Yeah, it was AJ. Yeah, it was AJ saying like, oh, I don't, I don't want Riddle on the team because he wanted Drew McIntyre, which we'll talk about later. Which is actually my favorite thing on the show: these little interactions between Drew and Drew and Sheamus. And then Braun Strowman comes over and says, "You're not my captain." Oh yeah, I thought I like it. <laughs> And I, I said this to you earlier in the day as well. I would also be really into, well, you know, not so much into, but I'd be enjoying this Raw, Team Raw can't get along if it also wasn't the same story that's going on in the women's five on five uh, on the Raw team and what's going on on the SmackDown five on five team as well. Like the the, the men's team are all having the exact same issues. So it's it's the same story in uh, across both brands. And it's, it's after that, you're like, oh, I don't, I'm a bit bored of it now. But this is the best one. This is uh, the best one, but it, it's under it's it's watered down by two poorer versions. I just hope Elias and Jeff Hardy don't continue wrestling. Sure, well, of course they will. They're still okay. feuding. Uh, Retribution cut a generic promo on Ricochet and Asuka. Mia Yim still keeping that women's title shot spinning. Uh, I saw a few people be like, "Oh man, Ali had a great match and he did a great promo." I think you're fifty percent right. This promo was the same as every other oh, yeah. nonsense gibberish promo, uh, Redemption of Cut. I, th- I think it is it, people grasping at straws, which is just that. I mean, they're good promos. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're very, very good promos. It's just like they mean absolutely nothing. Like they are, they are promos with zero substance. Mm. And he keeps talking about how like, hey, I gave them these stupid names to make them know what it feels like to 
be a stupid name and everyone people laugh at your name because I've got a name that won't be a headline marquee. But then he just turns to them as like, this is Slapjack. This is me <laughs> trying to make them sound cool. And they don't. Uh, after that, we got Drew Gulak trying to join the Hurt Business. This was actually quite funny. Uh, the Hurt mm. Business are very good. Drew Gulak has great comedic delivery. And he's trying to he's trying to join by being a smartly dressed man. And MVP realizes he's just wearing a clip-on tie. And Drew Gulak geniusly says, well, yeah, because people are trying to roll me up for the 24-7 title all the time. I can't have something that gets yanked by my neck. So I, I appreciated that. And then the Hurt Business beat him up. And R-Truth won his 43rd? 24 second title? No, I have no idea. Do not care. Um, so the women's side of the Team Raw Survivor Series took place next with Lana versus Shayna Baszler. Lana walked down very gingerly, um, you know, scared by her tormentor, the announcer's table. And Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose were out there on commentary. Baszler made Lana tap relatively quickly like under a minute in the Kirafuda clutch and then Nia was going to put Lana through the table but Mandy and Dana stopped her and then backstage they said stay out of our way to Lana yeah stay out of our way so much that they were all at ringside for a match that happened later on and they just helped her I, d I didn't get that reasoning you know what like I I really like Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler yep. Lana I like her. I think that the, the joke of her being put through the table's funny, but you know, but Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, oh my God. They yeah. are so wooden together. Yeah, well it's it's forced friendship, isn't it? You took a you took an actual friendship of Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville, and so you could split them up and put them into a fake friendship. Which you 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 know you also did with Peyton Royce, uh in a way, with uh, uh you know uh, with the iconics. I'm not into the Mandy Rose Dana Brooke team. Like it's, it just feels it's far too generic. But like unlike you, I'm actually quite into Lana at the moment. I actually think that WWE putting her through the table every or Nia Jax rather putting her through the table every single week, and then her being like you know bullied by Jackson Baszler telling her to just quit the team. I'm it's actually in really endearing me to her, which is you know I think it's it's a pretty it's no mean feat because she's an annoying character, mm -hmm. but she, they've they've really endeared me to her. I agree with you. It is a good story, and, and it is giving us some babyface empathy. But, you know, to what end? Like, what is the end result of this? That Lana gets a serious singles push? Yeah. I, just, so, I literally hey, just had that against Asuka. Yeah, but remember, remember those reports. They're high on her backstage. <laughs> um. So after that, we got the next stage in the team, the men's team, Raw. Survivor Series, where AJ Styles comes down to welcome his Survivor Series team to the ring. Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, Sheamus, and now Matt Riddle. And he says Matt Riddle is the missing piece. You're not, you're not mm. going to infight anymore because Matt Riddle's here. And Matt's like, I know what we can do. We can all give each other code names. And he calls like AJ Skipper, Sheamus's Fireface, a ginger joke. And he says that I can't remember what he calls Keith Lee. It's not it's not a ginger joke, mate. It's because his face gets all red when he gets mad. Wow. Oh. And he says happy that was, birthday. That was the <laughs> yeah. He says happy birthday to Keith Lee because it was his real birthday. I this if anyone else did this line, I would be like, oh my god, they're killing this character. Matt Matt Riddle just oozes charm 
and I thought he made it funny. Yeah, it works because it's Riddle. Yeah. It works because Matt's doing it. Like in the hands of, of, you know, a thousand other people, this would not have worked. But Matt's the kind of guy that that can make it work. I don't think it was pretty helped by sort of the obnoxious laughing by the other team, the, the forced laughter of, of the others, and the hilarious staging of these lads standing in a row, <laughs> like trying to have a conversation with each other. I just thought, like, there's no crowd. You don't have to stand like you would do for a crowd being there. You can stage this like a normal conversation. These four, like these five men standing in a row, made them look like absolute morons. And I, it was, I actually struggled to take notes on the show because I was like, what are they doing? No one sounds like this. Yeah, I suppose because there's no one's view that you're blocking, you can just have like three, four camera guys on yeah. the apron shooting over shoulders. Uh, but this turned into Keith Lee and Matt Riddle versus Seamus and Braun Strowman with AJ Styles as the special guest referee. Just look, I think 2020, that feels like a normalized thing to say. Just, just go back four years ago. And say that to your your 2016 self. That's yeah. insane. Oh. And I, I've, do you know what, dude? Like, I know that everyone, I might get some heat for this because I know that people really like Dali Ricochet. I thought this was the match of the night. This mm -hmm. is my favorite match of the entire night. Nothing against Dali and Ricochet. They had a great match. I had the most fun watching this match because it actually felt like it meant something. Um, and so, yeah, I was way more into this match than I was Ali Ricochet, when, you know, two guys that I've, I've been told not to care about. Yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun. Them constantly bumping AJ, like the special guest referee. AJ was this like, he was basically like Wiley Coyote. He'd get knocked down by one guy, struggle to get to his feet, get knocked down by another one, struggle to get to his feet, get knocked down by another one. Everything was really well-timed and everyone was made to look so strong in this match. I actually, I, I really liked it. Lee had this hot tag sequence where he had Sheamus and Braun Strowman in opposing corners and just charged at them back and forth, back and forth, screaming away. And then Sheamus falls down onto the ground. Matt Riddle comes in and Keith Lee goes to spirit bomb Matt Riddle. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening here? But it was on to Sheamus. So, mm. I mean, I I'd, I would be annoyed if I was Riddle, <laughs> but... It, it, it's not effective when you're when you're the weapon. But yeah, Bro. Braun and Braun and Sheamus uh, sort of fought over who should finish the match, who should win it, and using that as a distraction. Riddle rolled up Sheamus, Riddle's second pinfall victory. Yeah. Hey, dude, I think there's something to it. I honestly think there could be something to it. Maybe he'll get a good showing, um, or maybe he'll be the uh, the Walter of of this year's NXT. You know, out in ten seconds. Well, there was the stories from SmackDown that Vince McMahon did like him. Like, he, he he got a charisma thing from him. And there was another report two weeks ago from Sean Ross Sapp about uh, the, the people backstage being really impressed by how Matt Riddle, how good Matt Riddle made Sheamus look in that really, really hard hit. Really good match. match. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you got to think, like, it's it dividends. was... After that match, he wasn't on last week's show, but now he's he's in Team Raw. Like, I I don't know. We've heard so many management eye on this person reports that you, you don't know anymore. But it's the poison chalice. Mm. Yeah, I'm. You know, I, I'm I'm excited to see what happens uh, in this. As a, like, you know, of all the matches at Survivor Series, which I really don't care about, this is probably the one that I you know care the most about. I guess in a way, it's the only one with actually that's actually getting billed. Alexa Bliss was backstage, sort of dressed up in a kids' TV gothic presenter 
kind of way with dungarees. And Nikki Cross comes over to her and says, look, I'm, I'm here for you now. You don't have to. Did you hear that? Alexa, stop. <laughs> I will learn. I will learn now she's drafted to Raw. Um, Nikki Cross says she's here for her now. She doesn't have to be with the Fiend. So choose one. And Bliss chooses the Fiend. Yeah. Cool. So neatly bubbling away I, yeah. for an eventual match between them. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got Bobby Lashley come out with MVP. Charlie Caruso weirdly announced from that interview ring backstage they have that next week will be Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin getting raw tag team title shots against the New Day. Well, it's got to be Charlie because you can't have Adam Pearce announce everything. So, you know, you've got to hand it to Charlie sometimes. Is Charlie now the commissioner? I think there is actually there's about there's as much of an argument to make that Charlie Caruso is the general manager of Raw as there is Adam Pierce. Commissioner Caruso. <laughs> I'd be way more into Commissioner Caruso. And I, I really like Adam Pierce, but Commissioner Caruso, that's I, that's a great character right there. How mean would she be to people? <gasps> so mean. She'd be so nasty to them. <laughs> Everyone, let's get it. Book it, WWE, Commissioner Caruso 2021. Um, so that's a, it's a packed, like a pretty stacked, jam-packed episode of Raw next week with the WWE mm -hmm. and tag team title matches. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to an episode of Raw the week before it happens. Yeah. Hey, did dude. something right. Got to get into it. Um. So MVP and Bobby Lashley are in the ring. They're getting a promo about the tag team title chances and Sami Zayn when Titus O'Neil walks down for some revenge because the Hurt Business beat him up the other week. Yeah, I mean, he's a bigger draft pick than Andrade. So, you know, you've got to give him a push somehow, I guess. Uh, it didn't go well. The push was directly onto the floor into a Lashley lock and he tapped in seconds. Yeah, that was uh, Bobby Lashley's first defense of the US title since Clash of Champions. It's a shame because the, there's a fantastic mid card there. I guess they're all tied up in the um, the the Raw Survivor Series story at the moment. It, imagine it's because was... yeah, it's because Survivor Series sucks right? and, <laughs> and it, it, it hampers them telling stories. Uh, now we get my favorite, genuinely my favorite bit of the show next. Very brief, not flashy, just really. Nice teasing for something that's going to come later, you would presume. Seamus goes up to Drew backstage and is really, really angry. This is off the back of them interacting backstage last week, where it was all jolly, jolly between them, even though Seamus is a heel, even though Drew's a face, because they have history. They're mates from the past, from the UK indie scene. And here Seamus comes up to Drew and he's like, I wanted you to be the fifth guy on the team Raw for Survivor Series. And McIntyre's like goofing off saying, hey, cheer up, man. It's okay. He even did like the of, of New Day power of positivity. Mm -hmm. And Seamus is like angry. He's like, mate, what are you doing? Like a flash this of is, anger. Yeah. This, isn't, you're, this isn't you. This is not how you act. And then McIntyre says, like, oh, well, I'm just trying to cheer you up, mate. And Seamus goes, ah, yeah, you're right. But not in like a really bad soap opera acting way where it's like, he's not okay it was like genuinely back to being affable between them and that they laughed again and they walked off i just thought oh, I, first of all i cannot wait for that feud the mat I've, I've always been a fan of how seamus wrestles i love drew obviously those are going to be big meaty stiff clashes 
and it's it's getting some nice organic friendship tension. Yeah. I, I mean, I said this in the list video that I did, uh, try to steal Adam's thunder by doing a list video of like, you know, the sort of ranking of the draft picks. And I had Seamus fairly high up because I was like, there's a lot you can do with Seamus. You can start to elevate this guy back into a title picture. This is when I thought Drew was going to be champion for a little while, because I think there's a lot of mileage in a Drew Seamus program. If I was to be hypercritical of this, um, this segment, which I very much liked, and I really like this pairing, and I'm liking where it's heading is that I wish it wasn't scripted. I wish it hadn't been written by, because these two are genuine friends. So I wish it hadn't been written by people who aren't them and given them dialogue. Because there's one point where they're like, hey, what did we always used to say? Kicking heads and drinking kegs. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> because we don't have kegs here. We don't have keg parties here. You mm. just get some tin, you just get some cans in. So they wouldn't say, kicking heads and drinking kegs so i just I, I, it makes me not buy it it makes it so unbelievable and i think if you'd have just let these two go out there and have a genuine chat it would come across so so much more genuine i'm just trying to think of what the the sort of uk version of that would be get some tins in drinking but bashing heads and get some tins in <laughs> yeah there you go with that one it's what we've always said. It's what we always said years ago. After that, we got Asuka defending her Raw Women's title against Nia Jax. Was this sort a title of... match? I'm pretty sure it I was. I think this was just a straight match. <laughs> I think this was just a regular match. Cool. Well, that's fine then. Regular match. Regular old match. <laughs> and it had... What was confusing here was Mandy, Dana, and Lana, the blondes, were all out there cheering for Asuka. And Shayna Baszler is, of course, on Nia Jax's side. They had like a pretty fast-paced back-and-forth match, her and Asuka. Well, it wasn't long, um, and it ended with Shayna just getting in the ring and beating up Jax for the D. Sorry, beating up Asuka for the DQ. But I just thought all the 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 women's team Raw stuff was was really lame. <laughs> Yeah, it is lame. It's not as good as the men's one, but they're doing the same storyline, which mm. I think waters down the men's one, which I, I think is problematic. Uh, or it's not problematic, it's a problem. Um, but, you know, I thought the match was actually pretty decent. Um, I'm not sure it was a WrestleMania main event, as Byron put it over, but I, I really like watching Asuka work, and I think she's very good at wrestling monster characters, because she's really good at locking in those submissions and transitioning mm. them into other submissions. And I think it shows off the monster, but it also shows off how good of a wrestler Asuka can be. But really, this wasn't here to build her match against Sasha Banks, which is getting zero build, really. Like, it's had it's had a bit of lipstick service, but nothing whatsoever. It was there to build the Raw Women's Survivor Series match, which is Nia Jax putting Lana through the table. And as many people have predicted, and I really hope it is the case, Lana is the sole survivor for Team Raw when she gets put through the table by Nia Jax and she sneaks in at the end to get the pin or something. Mm-hmm. To what end? It's a good, it's <laughs> a good that, story. But it doesn't, it doesn't like, it's Survivor Series. It doesn't matter. Like, it, honestly, it doesn't matter who yeah, wins. I guess so. it's like, there's nothing on the line. I guess so. Uh, but that's what happened again. Nia put Lana through the announcer's table at the end. Yeah. So hmm. there you go. Angel Gaza did his backstage segment trying to chat up you. He's, I think that's crap. Uh, speaking of crap, <laughs> R-Truth defended his 24-7 title after some comedy against Akira Tozawa, Grand Metalik, Lince Dorado, Drew Gulak, Tucker, mm. and Eric of the oh, Viking Raiders. 
that's the one that stung the most. Like seeing Tucker in there, the dude's already dead in the water after like they've been beaten with Ricochet last week. But to see, to see Ray Rowe out there, that 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 offended me. Like that 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 one hurt. To go from Raw Underground to the twenty four seven title picture. Oh, Is it a step down? Is that a lateral move? I, no, I would say it was, I'd say it's a step down because at least he looked good in Raw Underground. Mm. Like here, he looks like an absolute twat. So they all won the belt in sequence, and our truth won it back at the end. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much now. Um, but something that did turn me round was Ali versus Ricochet. So, you know, the, the usual crappy presentation of Retribution. Oh, God, it's bad. Just, it's so bad, this camera work in the entrance. <laughs> Just like it, a... it's, it's Kevin Dunn's wet dream, basically. It's it's awful. It's a crap version of sanity. Mm-hmm. And but then what followed was like a really really decent Ricochet Great versus match. Ali match, which wasn't yeah. just like of course they're going to have a good in ring match. I thought there was some real intensity behind them as well. Like if you just watch this match, you could easily think, oh my god, these two have been beefing for ages. What a blow off. But, you know, it it wasn't. It was really just this, the skill and strength of their performances in the ring that made you invested, despite an absolutely awful build. Mm, yeah, and, and they had a great match there. The Hurricane Rana from the apron to the floor. The middle rope backstabber. Mm. Like, that was insane. I thought both men sold it fantastically. Um, Ricochet taking out all of Retribution with his little spinning dive, but that was his mistake. Mr. Phoenix Splash and Ali locked in the Koji Clutch uh, for the win. First win for Retribution as well, finally up on the scoreboard. It's like an Ollie Davis Quizlemania game. Um, it's, oh, come on, mate. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it was a, a pretty good showing for both men. And wow. it's a shame that WWE clearly see this as lower mid-card filler. Um when both men should be doing so much better work. Yeah, I I said it in my review, but I thought this was the most credible thing Retribution have ever done. Yep. Like even them chainsawing the ring ropes. This yeah. this was better. This well, was much better. Dude, the the chainsawing the ring ropes, no one took seriously because the lad they had do it was four foot eleven and mm. looked so small in the ring. Um, let me get up. Sorry, I was just giving up my podcast shout outs have we got them have we, yeah. I, have we got them for this stream i don't think we have i don't think we have i think because pete's only just got back today yes. after his little week no off. worries then <laughs> well overall i thought that was you know that's the level that i expect of a, a raw so i gave it yeah. three out of five I'd have given it a, a two out of five show because it's uh, I'm I'm just not into the Survivor Series build, unfortunately. And it, it just feels like Raw is sort of almost on hold for a little bit while we it's it's a, it feels like we're building, but when there's no end game in mind. But uh, you know what? I really enjoyed the tag match between Seamus, um, Braun Strowman, Matt Riddle, and Keith Lee, and Ricochet and Ali had a great match. So and AJ is brilliant. Like AJ is really really funny yeah. in this role. So there is stuff to enjoy, but for me, it's a two out of five show. I uh, could do yeah. better. If you didn't like the the men's Survivor Series stuff, which was really an hour of the show, it was a third of the entire program, then yeah, I can see that.
Okay, let's let's do the super chats. Last call for su- 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 super chats. We will read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Nate S. Drew Drew versus RKO for the title next Raw. Probably a DQ finish, right? Nope. Obviously for the swerve and get eyes on Survivor Series, the title changes. Horrible booking. I'm going to disagree with you, Nate. I'm going to try that again. I'm going to disagree with you, Nate S. If they change the title, I'll be pretty happy about it. Nothing against Orton. Absolutely nothing against Orton holding the belt. But like, I just, you know, I want to see Drewby champ. I think. Just DQ, finish it. Fiend Fiend lays out both men. I think. You can't have a clean finish on Raw. Jeez. <laughs> Injection 2K. One, I cut promos now. Hashtag wrestling daily. Oh, I haven't seen that. We on mm. last night's show. And two, I think Alexa Nikki. <laughs> Alexa. Mickey's storyline can be page and maker levels of good. <laughs> if it was given proper treatment and time. Look, look, look. Look, We're guys, so sorry. Guys. We're so sorry. We laughed at your opinion there. Uh, that's that's rude of us. Mm-hmm. It but very it rude. was it it was natural. So yeah, <laughs> send that one into Wrestling Daily. We don't have to go into why, like why, but I think that our, re- our natural organic reaction for your comment there says says enough. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Injection Two is on tonight's episode of Wrestling Daily. Ah. So, hey, dude, I would say get that other one in as well. Get on Wednesday night show. Yeah, uh, everyone, Wrestling Daily, of course. Alex McCarthy and Louis Dangor every Tuesday, Friday. We've got True Heel Heat and Stephanie Chase on Wednesday and Thursday as well. So, Wrestling yeah. Daily every day on Wrestle Two. Go over and subscribe. Zachary Jenkins, have My you boy, guys? Three. Have you guys ever noticed how much Keith Lee talks with his hands? It very funny and cool. Yeah, because he does a lot of like hand motions and stuff in the way that he delivers. You mean Keith Lee? Guys, hello, great. Luke. Hello, Ollie. <laughs> uh, Charles Berg. To clarify, my comment yesterday was directed towards top US shows, WWE and AEW. There are tons of great women's matches: Kana versus Del Rey, Konami versus Kagetsu, to name a few. Ollie, what you said about me hurt me. I think this was the one about... Uh... He, t- he said that women's wrestling is not as good as men's wrestling. Sort of like in broad terms, that's what Charles was getting to. Mm. Yeah. So, sorry, Charles. It was the, the way your super chat was phrased made it sound like you thought women just naturally weren't as good as the men. So it's good that you don't think that. And it was yeah. more about how certain promotions have presented those women. Uh... I, also think, I also think that WWE are putting on excellent excellent women's wrestling like anything in nxt which is a wwe brand like that like you can say it's different all you want but it is a wwe show is killing it right now like they've been putting on amazing stuff so i I still don't agree with the statement yeah uh brad have you guys heard of indie wrestler mike oxmells i have not is that that sounds like a bart simpson calling up (laughs) mo joke (laughs) ah yep i've got it Say it in your head. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. is. It is literally a Bart Simpson joke. Well done, <laughs> you. Uh, Duffs 101. Um, don't think it's weird that every single face has had a heel run at some point in their career. Luke, we're waiting. What's a heel and face? No idea. 
Uh, he's a pirate without endorsements. Sackbeard uh, says, I was, at, I was last weekend's years old when I found out the Bake Off's extra slice and I owe it to your full gear reactions. I'm def it's definitely up my alley. And thank you very much. <laughs> I've, I've, this is the first time I've actually watched uh, Extra Slice. Um, and I, I only watched it because Lottie, Lottie was there. Uh, I yeah, it's it's it, really that show is saved by Tom, who is so so funny, so funny. Great. I want him yeah. on every show. He yeah. he is he is the sort of talent that can come into a program, and within a within two months that program will be his. Like he did yeah. it with oh, the Apprentice. Yeah. You're fired. I was about to say that. Yes. <laughs> like I thought, no one can follow Dara. Or like even Rod Gilbert was pretty good. And he comes in and he just completely turns it on his head. Did a song and dance number with like loads of guys in tops and tails. Oh, brilliant. He's an incredible talent. Uh, Phil Roberts says, love the Ollie Authority lukewarm feud, but time to inject a bit of jeopardy. If Davis does not win the title of Survivor Series, he has to set himself on fire. Jam that jam. Maybe we should have a bath of jam stip. <laughs> Uh, Rini says, "You both look, uh, both are looking swell. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much, Rini. It's very kind of you to say." Jesse, Jesse Venables, Mister Davis gave me the dreaded no thank you when I asked for a yes please. He won't let us get rowdy in the chat. Lukewarm, blow no, that no, air don't horn. Do don't do yes, it. he will. Outside. Mm. Get rowdy up in the chats. Give me a yes please in the chat. No, That's what we love to you. see. Reese Johnson, so glad Laurie is showing up on more videos again. Laurie's been showing up, but he's been on loads of content this year, guys. Come on. It's all on parts oh. unknown. Now he said that he's not going to. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I have big him. plans for him on WrestleTalk, but he's. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously, I've got like, you know, I've got, I've got backups. Yeah, I've got no friends. friends. I've got loads of friends. You've got no friends. I've got loads of friends. Loads of friends. William Buna, recommendation for the Ollie Thority stable name with Louis Dangor and Chopper, the Inner Circle Jerks. Yes, please. <laughs> no, thank you. A uh, An affirmative no, thank you, which is to say a yes. Uh, but we've already got a name. It's the Ollie Thority. It rolls up. <laughs> Dan, I ordered a gimme a yes please and such good gem shirts last night. I share no bias to either side. Ricochet should go to AEW. Imagine the matches. Yeah, yeah, you should. Or New Japan. You know, you had a hot second there in the best of the super juniors. But thank you very much for buying the shirt. I mean, you made you made a, an error by buying Luke's one, but that's such good jam. Give me a yes, please. My mum was so happy that my face is on a t-shirt. I made it, mum. Look. Job and JJ says, Mr. Davis, still looking for a third man. Here's my application. Undefeated in championship matches, Quizzlemania, Jobber Worldwide Tournament, best jobber in the world. You know I love you, Jobber JJ, but I need, I've got my team now. I've got my team that was always the plan, always the lineup, even, Nate even S without Laurie. Nate S, I volunteer my services for Team Luke. If Luke won't have me, I volunteer for the Ollie Authority and definitely won't sabotage <laughs> the team by getting rowdy. Yeah, you're not on the team, Nate S, then. Hmm. Injection 2K, hey Luke, you know, if you need someone for Survivor Jam, hashtag yes please, hashtag get rowdy in the chat. Look, no, loads no, of people are getting no. rowdy up in the chat. 
Loads of people are saying yes, please, in their chats. You love to see it. Uh, injection back again said, also, uh, one, I do appreciate you guys for your constant entertainment. Two, how are you doing today? And three, do you think The Fiend will hurt The Undertaker? Uh, thank you. Pretty well. And I hope so. Ooh. I think that'd be really cool. I think that's, you know, the, the Fiend's all about getting revenge on people that are kind of beaten or badly booked Bray. And The Undertaker's got to be near the top of that list. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm doing fine, thank you. And I agree with Mr. Davis. Caleb Maldonado, currently in line to pick up the Series X. I'm going to have fun playing at Valhalla. I believe that's the new Xbox, right? Ooh. Uh, Zach Robertson, afternoon gents. Hope you liked the photo I sent you on Instagram of the jam that jam patch I put on my jacket. Can't wait for Quizzle to uh, Quizzlemania tomorrow. Is Luke fact checking instead of Tempest? We we may have a fact checker in place, but it is not me. It's funny when the so I'm, I've you know got this week. I, I took this week off from Quizzlemania as well, uh, and my wife said to me that she is actually a little bit sad that I'm not on this episode because it's such a good lineup of people. She thinks it's going to be a really fun show. And she goes, we may actually spend our night off watching Quizzlemania. <laughs> I was like, hey, if, if that's what you want to do, if you want to watch Quizzlemania on our night off, maybe that's what we'll do. Um, Black Adam, Injection 2K has to be high, not as good as Page slash Omega. <laughs> Ashton Tyler. Uh, hello, Luke and Ollie. This is my first Super Jack. Just want to say hi. I love everything you do. Keep up the great work. Jam that jam. Thank you very, very much. Daryl says, thank you, Luke and Ollie, for all the content this year. Thank you very much. Nate S. Luke, did you get my misheard lyrics email? I did. Thank you very much. But Mr. Davis, the heel, has retired that segment because, and I quote, people were enjoying it. I just People were enjoying it too much. So I've now so got a... Uh a podcast by podcast breakdown of different types of fruit preserves. Which uh, if you are listening to the podcast version of the show, you'll hear in just a little bit when we get to the outro portion. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Love, the Fiend will cost Orton the WWE Championship next week on Raw, making Drew a two-time champion and giving us Reigns versus McIntyre and the Fiend versus Orton at Survivor Series. Now, I, I'm on board with that, Mark, but I think it will be Fiend versus Orton at TLC, not at Survivor Series. I think you would you'd want a bit more build than you know seven like you know a, a week i think you would want to do that next like at the next pay-per-view i don't think any of that happens i think i do think fiend costs the match but the title doesn't change hands and randy has the match against roman and then he has the fiend match and tlc and sheamus will feud with mcintyre uh, Zach Robinson, now that they finally won a match, how would you book Retribution from now to Mania without breaking them up? Would be interesting to see your thoughts on how they keep their momentum. I was going to say how they get momentum is certainly because I don't think they have momentum just because they won a match. Um, that, thanks honestly, for your yeah. very generous super chat, Zach. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, I, I think like some strong showing in the Royal Rumble, if they take over a portion of that match, they will find themselves there at the same time. Uh, a win over the hurt business. A win over the hurt business. Maybe winning Ali, getting the US Championship from Bobby Lashley as part of that. Then they start to go after the tag titles. Mia Yim starts that feud with Asuka. Have them do stuff and get wins. Yeah. 
scrap the gimmick is the first thing i would do uh, scrap the names brett's uh with a, a generous donation says luke you should call upon your greatest nemesis sean ross sap to join your team for survivor gem or denise salcedo get rowdy she was very mean about you hollywood salcedo was spitting fire on you on twitter i know i don't go on twitter <laughs> i haven't seen it uh but yeah you you, you haven't got any friends I've like, got loads of friends. Come to your help. I've got loads of friends. Oh, you're a nobby, nobby no mates. What's no? I'm not a Billy no mates. I've got, I've got Charlie, Charlie, loads of chums. Actually, thank you very you're much. Not a Billy no mates. You're a nobby no mates. I've got I'm, I'm Freddie friends. Is what me mate. I've got loads yeah. of friends. Jobber JJ, Mr. Davis. Do you want a mascot for the Ollie Authority? No. That's how much he cares about you, Jobber JJ. You're his bloody favorite, and he doesn't even want you on the team. Gabriel Reyes. Oh, I, uh, I, I was looking for my three-foot-high cuddly penguin that I have in the <laughs> living room called Monty. <laughs> uh, I was going to say he's the, the mascot, but I can't reach him. So actually, so what you've essentially said was like, no, Jobber JJ, I appreciate all the money that you've given us in Super Chats, but I actually don't care about you as a person. What? You haven't seen Monty. <laughs> And lastly, Gabriel Rez. Glad I could catch this one. Haven't been able to watch much since returning to work. Hope you're both well. Haven't been tuning into WWE much since Orton won the title. I like Drew as champion more. Same here, Gabriel Reyes. Interesting how, you know, how the the, the person with the main championship can really bring in more viewers. Uh, anecdotal evidence there. <laughs> How was your weekend, Oliver Davis? Well, it was it was all AEW, so it was I pretty know, damn right? good. I thought you. But, know, but the question I... is, but the oh. question is, has you, have you recovered? What sleep wise? Or yeah. Just just <laughs> all the matches wise. I uh, yeah, I'm feeling okay today. I, I was I was ridiculously productive on Sunday. Like I, I was I was energetic despite only having two hours sleep because AEW finished at what, 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. here? And then I, I wrote the script, which took me about an hour and a quarter, went to bed, couldn't get to bed, got to bed like an hour later, woke up an hour and a half after that to shoot the script I wrote. Oof. And yeah, I was like, I was like, come on, let's, uh, let's do some admin tasks. Let's do the budget for the month. Let's uh, pay off the credit card. Let's plan this thing. Let's um, organize the wardrobe. I was like that all day, but I was really bad at all the tasks. <laughs> I was the most dangerous I, person because I was really I, motivated, I like, yeah. but crap. I feel like I was the same way because I was, I was talking to you a little bit about this yesterday, but I ended up doing like, instead of just relaxing on the Sunday, which I probably should have been doing, I ended up doing chores. I did some housework chores. I had a drill out to like, you know, to do some stuff. And like, I think I was doing it quite poorly in the end i had to get an electrician out to sort of like you know fix some of the mess that i'd made what, because i wasn't no, no no well I, I mean i called them on the sunday but they couldn't come around until the monday morning um but yeah i was just like i wasn't doing too well it's funny enough I, I took a photo of myself holding my uh, electric screwdriver to post in my uh my fa the fan discord for under consultation my other podcast and i got a text from my co-host that just said mate take the day off you look so tired <laughs> I was like, because it's how awful I look in the photo. I know. I mean, it's been, hard... I'm telling me to take a day off. It's a hard thing to bring up to someone because my lady partner did exactly the same thing. She went, oh, you look tired. I was like, <laughs> all right. No need to say that. But of course I did. I'd had two hours sleep. Yeah. 
Absolutely, yeah. Because I, I went to bed after I'd done like the adverts and, and everything on the um uh, the stream. I got to bed in the end, sort of about half past five, mm. and slept until about nine. I think is probably like so. Yeah, I was pretty much running on empty. Slept very very well on the Sunday night, like, like a bubba. Put my yeah head down. Slept like I slept through uh, as a as a new parent would say. Oh, we slept through. It was very it was you know it was quite cathartic. But it's funny you know you're talking about how like you know have I managed to recover from just AEW full gear and sort of what a great show it was. Uh, I, I sat down for breakfast this morning and my wife said to me, I was like, oh, how was Raw today? Because she tries to like, you know, she, she kind of feigns an interest in, in in what I do for a living. And I was like, yeah, you know, it was fine. And she looked at me like, it wasn't as good as full gear, was it? A bit of a come down after full gear. And I was like, yeah, in a way, it is a little bit of like a pull right back down to earth uh, after the highs of full gear. You should have been like, all right, you mark. <laughs> Your AEW bias. God damn it, it's Tony Khan paying you as well, my wife. <laughs> hey, hey, I've got a... You know, because we're sort of retiring the segment of Misheard Lyrics because yeah, people liked it too much and it got on my nerves. <laughs> I wanted to destroy the creation like Vince McMahon and the NWO, or WWE rather. I've got a new segment. <gasps> oh, pray tell. Thank you to everyone who did send in your Misheard Lyrics, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. And that is because a few people were like, ah, this makes me miss the podcast segment days of old with mm -hmm. the spoons. Yeah. Thought, ah. Actually, we literally had an email in with someone saying that they want to bring back the spoon segment, by the way. But I, I haven't read it out on this podcast because it's, it's addressed to me and Denise. So I've not read out on a, a podcast with you on it. That's fair. But Super Chat's been coming in. They're like, we want the spoons. We want the spoons. I'm not going to give you the spoons. I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you need. And that's jams. Or as <laughs> Wikipedia has it, fruit preserves. Do you want your first type of jam? There'll be one jam <laughs> an episode. Uh, yes, that sounds that sounds great. Tell me tell me what the next jam is. Well, first what the first jam is. I was, I was stunned. Because I, you know, I think jams, I think strawberry, I think raspberry, classics, and that's it, right? I've never really thought about I, jams beyond that. I mean, I was drinking strawberry jam on the the full gear stream, which someone didn't notice. Yeah, lost the point there. But can you can you name another jam? Raspberry. Uh, I said raspberry. Black currants. Black currant jam, I suppose. Yeah, all the berries. Um, yeah, I suppose that's a marmalade, then, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, berries bracket general, I suppose. Well, so imagine my surprise when I load up Wikipedia, search jam, click on fruit preserves, and the list of C's alone is four long. Okay, I thought it was more long, but there's four <laughs> C's. <laughs> it's going to okay. be this epic number. Ah, it's actually it's only four. Ah, okay, well these are these are variations. Does it start at C? Preserves. Is there no A? No, okay, there's four C's, and then you've got three F's, two J's, and an M. So actually, there's only ten variations. <laughs> I should have scrolled down before I commit. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, what's the this first a good month. This is a good month of jam-packed content, though. Oh, hello, oh, jam-packed oh. content. Uh, oh. So, podcast listeners, your first fruit preserve variety is Chiong. It's uh, coming in now. Cheong. Sounds Chiong. exotic. It's Korean. Cheong oh. 
is a name for various sweetened food in the forms of syrups, marmalades, and fruit preserves in Korean cuisine. It is used as a tea base, as a honey or sugar substitute in cooking, and as a condiment. No words it say sandwich filler or toast spreader. Liquid varieties such as mesao chong, which is plum syrup, jam-like varieties such as yuja chong, which is yuja marmalade, and conserve-like varieties such as mogwa chong, preserved quince, exist. <laughs> hey, Amazing. educational this show is. Absolutely educational. I have learned something uh, today. I had jam on my bagel yesterday, in fact, with peanut butter. I had a peanut butter and jam bagel, and it was delightful. Um, obviously, we are running out of time, so maybe I'll just pose this question to you. But if you're putting peanut butter on something or jam on something, do you also add margarine to uh, you know, to your toast or bagel, or are you just strictly the jam slash peanut butter? Yeah, well, back in the day when I was unhealthy, marge, butter on everything these days, just usually the topping. Mm. Um, so... So no, I don't. But I'm not against people who do. Did you see that someone sent in a question about toast to Steve Austin? And there's this clip doing the rounds of Steve Austin being like, I don't know what jam is. <laughs> I put jelly, jelly on my sandwich. That's <laughs> a promo on jam. <laughs> That is all we've got time for for this edition of the podcast, though. Sorry it's a bit short. I lost track of time. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.